0: Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. With me as always is Ryan. I'm so fucking nervous. I'm so nervous. Why are you, why are you nervous, Ryan?
1: Like, all the people that you like in the world yep. aren't here right now. That's true. And I'm scared. You're going to be so mean to me. And if you are, do you know what, dude? Fuck you. How about that? I'm going to fight back at you already. And oh god! Ryan. Now I've started. It. Now,
0: Ryan. Now listen. you have
1: every right to be mean to me.
0: You don't have to start with this antagonistic energy, all right? It's just the two of us. I thought you did it. No, we're just gonna. The have way to... that you said hello. No. Absolutely. You let me know
1: that like it's gonna go off today. No,
0: this is gonna be a, a wonderful, fun time, and if it's not, I am going to fucking end you. How, but, but, but we are, You are trapped in this room with me, motherfucker. I will. I will. ...fucking destroy you if you are not pleasant on this podcast. But I was going to say
1: that you're trapped in this room with me.
0: No, no, you're trapped in this so room. I got that wrong? You are trapped in this room. You're not trapped in... I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. Taylor,
1: I could have sworn that uh, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me.
0: No, no, no. If, if we look at the facts. No, it count, counter to what you have proposed, the facts state that I'm not locked in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. I d-
1: you used the last counter? We had one last counter between us, and you grabbed it and used it. Now, I, there's nothing else I can say.
0: Yeah, and you know what else you uses counters? counters? The Pokemon trading card game. Let's talk about that. That's what we talk about on this podcast now.
1: Oh, okay. So, it's, you're not going to be, like, outwardly mean to me. You're going to choose things that I don't know what the fuck they are. Yeah. And then we're going to make fun you, of how little information I have.
0: You never played the Pokemon trading card game? I
1: never played the Pokemon trading card game.
0: What about the Pokemon, like, virtual, uh, like, collecting monsters game?
1: I have seen the preview for detective Pikachu like four times. That is <laughs> okay. all of the uh knowledge I have about the Pokemon world.
0: So like if I played a game of like uh SoundCloud rapper or Pokemon how like what do you think your your level <laughs> of your batting average would be?
1: I mean, I would be going on the the way that you play these games is you play the the host, right? Yes. So I would just be going on like uh, what seems so obvious that it's probably the other one. I would be like looking in your eyes. I, I'd be trying to like see which one you're leading me towards. That's the only way I could win. Cause I, I know nothing about either.
0: That I think that that is a game that we should play at some point on this show. Uh, there is a very real uh, photo on the internet of a guy who has like a list of like, it's, he's like introducing himself and it has a list of all of the like programming languages he has on his resume and mixed in are Pokemon names, and he's like sometimes I ask recruiters to pick which ones are which, and they very rarely can do it.
1: Wow, that seems like it should be a skill that they need to have.
0: It seems like they would, but they do not so' they're like so uh, tell me about the the years of uh experience in porygon that you have and he's like well, that's a pokemon <laughs> i don't i've I've had one that's level eighty for about six years. I also know that
1: um each like there's three names for each one because of like buffness and toughness is that true (laughs)
0: yeah yeah
1: like charizard could be a cute like he starts off as like a cucumber right and then (laughs) definitely uh, (laughs) and then becomes shambord yep you're doing great and then becomes a charizard
0: yeah that's yeah that's exactly it what uh, what else do you know about pokemon
1: Uh, i thought that was it i think it's like why (laughs) why do you ever why not just start with charizard why do you throw a cucumber into the ring hoping that it will one day become Charizard before the 3 minutes are up? Are there rounds? Is there a person that walks around with like a yeah. big sign that has there's, the number of rounds on it?
0: There's set times in the battle rounds and a guy comes in and everyone is like it's round 2 and then like you have to get and once you get to the end they score you and if you if you do better you go up in buffness.
1: Is that guy Mario?
0: Yeah, that's Mario.
1: Is this the same thing as BattleBots? Yes. Okay, see, I know what it is. It
0: actually is the same thing as BattleBots.
1: It's same thing. Two names.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. It's just because you know, in Jap- when in Japan they had Pokemon, and then we had BattleBots, and now it went over there, and is also BattleBots over there, and now it came over here, and it's also Pokemon over here. Okay. Speaking of Pokemon, have you seen the new like Pokemon Go type thing for Harry Potter?
1: I have heard about it. That I mean, like the description is, you know, that Pokemon Go thing. It's like Harry Potter. It's yeah. that with Harry Potter.
0: It like does that hold? Any interest for you?
1: No, not at all.
0: Right? Like, who's that? I don't care. Right. We like we all jumped on for Pokemon for one week in like 2015. Has it been that long? It, it was like 2015, 2016. It was. I know it was when I was in California, like, but still living in Orange. When it fell
1: out of favor, did they change the name to Pokemon Wint?
0: <laughs> no, no, they just keep updating it.
1: The most I know about it is that there was a there's a TV show called Brockmire about baseball. TV and baseball, those are two very important things, unlike Pokemon and Harry Potter. Yes. Um, and that's the way that they got uh, people to a minor league game, is they, flo- they flooded the field with Pokemon Go's. And so everyone had to come to the minor league in order to catch these particular monsters.
0: That's incredible. I think the thing that killed Pokemon Go was Hillary Clinton saying, you should Pokemon Go to the polls.
1: Oh, boy, Hillary. Yeah, I think okay, I, sh- shit, I think dude. that killed
0: her candidacy and Pokemon Go in one fell swoop.
1: Is that why they called her a hawk? Like, did she have some sort of favorite hawk monster?
0: Yeah, she was definitely, like, a Spearow fan.
1: A Spearow fan. Yeah. Spearow T. Agnew.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Jessica Jones later. And I hope more Pokemon. I, I can only assume that there will be more Pokemon conversations. But before we get to that, the Super Serious Shishi Bullpen... Now we're here in the super serious shishy bullpen, the part of the show where we kick back and have some fun with some little seggies. That's what I call segments. I explain that every single week. Now this week we are doing a segment called a Lucy or Goosey. This is where we determine whether or not this is a Lucifer character.
1: Oh, oh, Taylor, sorry. Yep, I'm getting a memo right now. Oh,
0: okay, yep. What's the, what's the memo? Of what is this small child brought to you?
1: The the very like there's got to be child labor laws, right?
0: No, not anymore.
1: Not anymore? No, we got rid of those. Okay, because a a four-year-old just dropped off something that could have so easily been emailed to me.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they they can get into smaller vents.
1: Oh, that's true. Like, going through vents is the way to go.
0: They can get past firewalls.
1: Oh, like emails cannot. Exactly. I get it. Uh, Let me read the memo. Bullpen, getting tired. Stop. Need new segments. Stop. Must stop kill one today stop oh fuck okay so we're gonna do this
0: now when they say stop do they mean like kill one wait no no, no. stop it's and, and like hold or
1: they, it's the first part of what you do when there's a fire yeah okay. they don't mention dropping or rolling it's just like stop see if there's a fire if there's not you may now go about your life
0: yeah that seems less effective
1: right um do you know how we decide things here at the pop filter studio
0: um i mean usually we just scream at each other a lot
1: yeah and then whoever screams the loudest yeah whoever doesn't pass out basically yeah and then screaming. and then
0: eventually we are, we just all say greg is right
1: yeah what is that
0: i don't know he's just nice I, w- I want him to love me
1: it doesn't seem like the nice thing is working in the real world it feels like that gets you crushed yeah but at pop filter studio it's, it's all so, about the nice baby So
0: he's so polite
1: we're gonna do a bracket and we're going to like the winner is the loser We're One of these bullpen segments, we have 10 regular bullpen segments. Yes. The winner, quote unquote, is done forever.
0: So we are retiring a bullpen segment. Yes.
1: The shushies are coming up. And then after the shushies, we're going to debut new bullpen segments.
0: And and we're going to have nine
1: of the old ones. But one of them is gone forever. Now we have 10 entries. And you can't do that in a bracket. So we're going to have to fudge some numbers. But here we go. Okay. Round one battle one is buy sell versus change one letter. What needs to go?
0: I'm gonna, mm, I'm gonna say buy sell. Change one letter is always good. It because, is because we have generated so many more shows for us to watch, Plus, which is what we always want.
1: Yeah, and what would Hollywood do? If it wasn't for Change One Letter, they wouldn't have all of our ideas anymore. Exactly. Whereas buy, sell, we're doing all the time, even outside of the segment. We're capitalists. We're Americans. We're buying. We're selling.
0: Yeah. We do that
1: shit all the time.
0: I constantly am buying and exchanging for goods and services. All right.
1: Buy, sell. Could be gone. Could Next be gone. is draft versus hot stove free agents. That's where we take people who are out of work currently and we put them on shows that we are watching versus the draft where we go around and pick things everyone knows what a draft
0: is. Yeah, everyone knows what a draft is. I this is this is hard for me because on the one hand, I do think that a hot stove is getting a little long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I to this day do not understand how a draft works yes, and how to be good at it.
1: But that sort of makes me lean towards keeping draft because one of the biggest benefits of doing draft is just watching you stumble the entire time.
0: I don't know. I always pick the thing first that no one else wants, and I don't. <laughs> and think, also, it's not your turn. And yeah, and no one, no, no one has allowed me to even be a part of the draft. So, yeah, I think that uh, Draft is sticking around and Hot Stove is moving on. The other to thing,
1: too, with Draft is, for whatever reason, as soon as it starts, you only speak in fluent Esperanto. Like, that's how you talk. We I, can't understand you.
0: I very truly tried to learn Esperanto for about two weeks. Two weeks? For, like, two weeks, I was like, I'm going to learn Esperanto. Is
1: there a Duolingo for it? Like, is there an app you can use?
0: It, well, it's so easy to learn, Ryan. Is it? It's, it's, it's a universal language. It it's, is, yes. That's how it was designed. Step
1: so. aside Math. Esperanto's in town. When was that? Was that...
0: Like the seventies, yeah, something like that. And it was, some guy was just like, well, "It's a new language. It'll be a universal language. Everyone's gonna speak Esperanto all over the world. Chinese Esperanto, the <laughs> the Spanish Esperanto, us Americans Esperanto. It's all gonna be Esperanto, baby."
1: Man, that time was full of like Esperanto and Hands Across America. Like people thought that they could really get this shit done.
0: Yeah, uh, that was also the time where they were like, "Whatever, like software programs are gonna be free," and everyone's like, "You can't do that. That's not." You
1: Esperanto-speaking fool. There's no way that that can ever happen. All right, next battle. Hot Stove Trades. Oh. That's where we trade from one show to another show that we watch versus Over Under, where we set a number and have to decide if it's going to be more or less than that number.
0: If it's me, I'm pushing on Over Under. I, I like switching around these characters way more than I like... Taking bets, because it's always, it's, you know, numbers lie. Right. If there's one thing that I know, it's that numbers and facts lie. Well, also, if we get rid
1: of Over Under, um, we'll get rid of that part every segment where we say, and we're going to totally keep track of this, and we're going to totally do a follow-up, <laughs> even though that's straight bullshit.
0: What are you talking about? We're totally going to keep track of those, and we're totally going to do follow-ups.
1: I think we did, like, ten for the last Punisher season, and I kept track for one episode, and then I was like, yeah. fuck this.
0: I was like, why am I fuck doing this. That?
1: All right, so Trade Sticks over Under is on the chopping block. Next up is Rushmore, a pop filter mainstay.
0: Yeah, you can't.
1: We do it every week on Movie of the Year. our Whatever it's up against is moving on. Right. Versus Supervillain Team Up.
0: Oh, fuck. Shit. All right. Oh, man.
1: Supervillain Team Up is, that is the segment that I would say, coming into the studio, it makes me the most nervous. I have no idea what the fuck is going to happen. Yeah. I, I think it's responsible for our best and worst segments that we've ever done.
0: I, I would agree. I think Villain Team Up moves on, but I think the next round, it's going to... We're going to save it. We're going to save it, yeah. Okay.
1: And then finally, it's This Should or Should Not Be a Show versus Trivia. Another movie of the year, mainstay.
0: Ooh, uh, I mean, I, we're keeping trivia.
1: Because Greg would fucking have a shit fit. He would.
0: But I will say that the I think this is another like saving because this should or shouldn't be a show is one of the few times where we talk about like just actual comic books that aren't yet shows.
1: Right. This should be a show is where we, yeah, we talk about things that like, come on, get this character, his own show. And then this shouldn't be a show is we talk about characters who don't deserve it. Not like, we're not like Swamp Thing. This shouldn't be a show. Why is yeah. this show a show?
0: Yeah, it's, it's the only segment where, when at whichever direction we're doing it, someone will bring up Moon Knight.
1: Right. And usually it's, uh, you want to go before you do. Yes. Like, me and Greg want to go before you do. That way we can say Moon Knight, and then you have your own shit fit. <sighs> All right, Taylor, you get a save card right now. You get to automatically save one of these. We have Buy, Sell, Hot Stove Free Agents, Over, Under, Supervillain, and This Should or Should Not Be a Show.
0: I'm going to do, let's save Supervillain. Okay. It's too good. It's too good.
1: So, we have our final four. Buy, sell versus hot stove free agents. One of them's got
0: to go. I think, I think buy, sell is the one that, that has to go. I love, I love free agents. They're free. <laughs> They're so free. We live in the land of, that you got to have them. Because you know what? Despite what I
1: said before, we're not capitalists. We want free agents, not buying and selling. Exactly. Everything is from the land. Everything is for the people. Exactly. All right. Buy, sell. You're on the hot seat. And then it's over, under versus this should or should not be a show.
0: I think over, under moves on. So
1: this is this is pretty good. Our final two is buy or sell in over, under, which means like with a couple of twists. Those are the exact same segment. Yeah. <laughs> those are basically the same thing. And we clearly don't like them.
0: <laughs> that seems to check out. Well, I think we just don't like anything that is even tangentially related to the stock market. Right. I just like take it away. I don't understand how it works.
1: And we have a reputation on this show of being academics, intellectuals. Yes. Um, it's clear just to listen to us talk for even a minute that we know basically everything about everything. Exactly. We don't know a lot about the stock market. We don't want segments that prove our one weakness.
0: Yeah, this is our kryptonite, right? The stock market. I this is a difficult this is a difficult matchup, Ryan. Either of these could take it all.
1: Can we just boot them both?
0: Yes. <laughs> I think we can. Buy sell and over under are both gone.
1: We will never do buy sell or over under again. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. They're gone.
0: Shaken. It's done. It's over. Sorry, guys. Well, fuck off.
1: I could not. I was nervous about this. I thought that like one of my faves was gonna go, no. but we saved everything good and we <laughs> got rid of everything bad.
0: We separated the wheat from the chaff real quick.
1: And this means we get to do my favorite thing uh, after the show—not now, not live—but it's spitball sesh. We're gonna come up with some new segments, and they're gonna be. Probably worse than buy, sell, and overrunner.
0: I'm very excited for Lucy or Goosey. I think that's going to be a real winning segment. Do you know how
1: pissed the audience is right now that they didn't get our debut, Lucy or Goosey?
0: Tune in uh, in the future when we will be doing Lucy or Goosey. I can guarantee you, at some point, Lucy or Goosey will be a segment on this show. And now we will move on from the Super Series Shushy Bullpen and talk about the season three premiere of Jessica Jones.
2: Hey, guys, just briefly interrupting here to lay down some very smooth commercials. If you were on the Internet, which I am many times, go on over to YourPopFilter.com. That is your central hub for all the things we're doing. You can get our podcast and see what we're up to on that website. Taylor. Yes. Tell the folks about the Amazon.com.
0: If you'd like to shop on Amazon.com, you should instead go to YourPopFilter.com slash Amazon. Buy all your things through there, and it helps us out a little bit with no extra work from you, other than just going to that extra little bit at the front of the URL. That sounds like a dream,
2: Ryan. YouTube.
1: Yeah, make sure that you're going to YouTube. If you like listening, but it's you're, there's not enough for your eyes to do, we totally understand. Go to YouTube, search for Your Pop Filter, and there's a lot of skitsies and bitsies on there that have visuals as well.
2: Wow, that sounds amazing. Social media, you can find us on Twitter.com, at Your Pop Filter, or also now available on Instagram. Hey, hey, hey. At Your Pop Filter. Check us out on the social media. Taylor, contact.
0: If you want to contact us, you can contact us at contact at yourpopfilter.com. If you like the show and you want to tell us how much you love it, or if you, you hate the show and you want to tell us how much you hate it, send us that. Or if you want to call us on a phone, you can do that at one 562
2: Dr. Dr. DJ pop, DJ pop.
0: Uh, That's one five six two D drdjpop He's our little robot associate, and he takes our messages for us. One of his hands is a... Spatula. His other hand is a
2: spatula maker.
0: (laughs) Hell yeah! So he's always got extra
2: hands. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, those are the commercials, guys. Let's get you right back to that show.
0: on the first episode and of the final season of Bobby, jessica jones just jess is tired of her constant pro bono work she hasn't talked to her bestie trish since trish shot jessica's mom and is slowly realizing that trish was the heart to jessica's balls she decides to find trish and find her she does with a couple of superpowers and a need to do some superheroing meanwhile Trisha's mom is still a drunk asshole, Malcolm is less a private eye and more Hogarth's fixer, and Hogarth is ready to end it. TasteBuds, I ask you this, is it okay that the season premiere pushes the big bad to the second episode so we can catch up with our characters, and do we actually prefer it?
1: I think so. I like this show a lot, and when I don't like the show, it's because of plot, you know? Yeah. That feels stupid, because stories are supposed to be about stories, but... Just these characters that I've known for, you know, two years now, three years now, hanging out is so much better than a lot of, like, science sci-fi talk and a lot of right. Bond villain, like, background talk and all that shit.
0: I would, mu- yeah, I would much rather have this than, oh, we have to get down da- downtown because this thing's going to explode. Or, like, I don't give a shit. Right. Just, like, give me these people.
1: When you say the thing downtown's going to explode, we know for a fact that it won't. Right. Like, we know that they're going to figure it out. But with this, when you just put two characters in a room, we're not exactly sure what the end of the scene is going to be.
0: Right. Like I, I am not sure that Jessica Jones isn't going to poison Hogarth right. in that scene. And that's like a, a a well thought out scene. Yeah, I think Jessica Jones is best when it is it's playing on the like the noir detective tone and just being stylish rather than trying to throw as much plot at you as possible. And this episode did all of that and so yeah i'm i much prefer this i am someone who skipped all of season one of jessica jones and only saw bits of season two which was not as well received right this is the best episode of jessica jones i've ever seen so i'm happy i i would continue watching this show not only was
1: it good from a jessica jones fan standpoint but just as a like sort of pilot you know it's sort of a third pilot yeah and we get you don't need to watch anything else any other season because the first 10 minutes of this you are you know everything you need to know not just about plot but about tone like you were saying like it delivers everything you need
0: yes like immediately we know jessica's an asshole she will uh reverse her opinion on things just to fuck over other people if they say that they like a thing that she doesn't like uh, what is she
1: like? Uh, she hates a, her new couch in her office. Yeah, Trish's mom says that she likes it or she hates it, and so Jessica Jones is immediately like, It's my favorite. It's, I love that, I love that couch love so that much. much. It's my favorite couch, <laughs> my favorite couch. idiot.
0: So, we know Jess just, just is a piece of shit. She's had a falling out with her best friend. Uh, her best friend like kept her sane or whatever. Like, all of this stuff, we get it like immediately. Like, this, you, you're right, this is a third pilot, and uh, as someone who didn't watch a lot of it. I was caught up immediately. I didn't know that, like, what had happened at the end of last season. Figured it out. Yeah. They, they gave it to me. I'm good. And what
1: a relief for someone like you to just, after watching this episode, be like, oh, and I don't need to watch all that. Yeah. Fucking sweet. I'm just I just like, saved 20 hours of my life.
0: Like, I don't, I don't need to go back. I never, I, I, contrary to Lost, I don't need to go back.
1: Right. Always go against whatever fucking Jack says.
0: Yeah, fucking Jack. Jack, God damn it, Jack, God damn it, Jack. Listen, you never listened to Hurley. You never treated him with the respect that he deserved.
1: Anybody else, like anybody else, it's probably better to listen to. And Jack's like, oh, I don't want to be the leader. Oh, but you know what? Let's go do this thing. No, we should not. Whatever comes God. out of Jack's mouth, absolutely not. Just
0: don't do it. Listen to Evangeline Lilly.
1: Yes, always,
0: always, and don't give her a shitty haircut. Ant Man and the Wasp. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I'm getting worked up.
1: She, Evangeline Lily almost got felicitied out. She almost got Carrie Russell from Hollywood because yes. that fucking disgusting haircut, which it was almost like a parody of Mia Wallace from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. What was going on there?
0: What, like, I need to talk to so many people related to that movie.
1: I thought it was Wasp Like the Bug, not white Anglo Saxon Protestant.
0: We're not pulling any punches today. Oh,
1: no, no. Gloves are off. Greg's not here. We're just going to punch, punch, punch.
0: You know who else did a lot of punching? Jessica Jones. She did. Uh, So we started out and she's doing, I don't think this was a thing last season, but she's doing like work for the cops now, Mm. like extra jurisdictional work for them. How did that whole thing play out for you?
1: It's good. I just, because I like Jessica so much and I like Kristen Ritter so much. And this is like a common complaint throughout the first two seasons. I want to see those cases. I want... Right. This is the only show I've ever said one and done. Case of the week would be great. You know? And put a little bit of superheroing into both... This is how the comic book worked is she would use a little bit of superheroing for her like B and C and D tier superheroes that needed help. And if that's what we had, then we could remove ourselves from these uh, season-long arcs of villains that don't really work. Yeah. Or at least... The first one did, the second one didn't.
0: Right. And we'll see if this one works out. But I I do agree that I think this show would benefit from just doing, like, make it Law & Order with superpowers. Yes. And have, like, it be very... it's Law & Order meets, uh, like, I don't know, a powered show meets Bosch. Like, let's do that. And I would watch that show more than... I don't know, Jessica has to punch harder this time.
1: Or because everything's streaming now. It, that, one and done shows are sort of, sort of going away, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think the only ones that are surviving on streaming are things that started on on, ne- networks? on network and then moved, like Lucifer.
1: Because they really, they don't want you to jump around. Or they think that if you can jump around, you won't. You just won't watch it. Whereas right. if it's all very serialized you'll keep hitting that button.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. I, they, I'm i sure that they probably have data to support that or whatever, but it does seem like that style of show is fading away. I guess because they think pe. I, I guess because they think it's not interesting or they can't make money off of it somehow. Yeah.
1: I'm sure there's a lot less watching TV all day on USA. Yeah. To like support that kind of storytelling.
0: and And that sort of storytelling for whatever reason doesn't get awards buzz. Like hmm. people aren't, super jazzed about that ever so i i think that yeah it just isn't being made anymore and i wish that it would because sometimes it works yeah. like if you have a show that works like it lends itself to that just do it
1: sometimes you don't want to do the thing where when people recommend a show it's like we'll just sit through the first six episodes and that that's when it get go- gets good you want the show where like pick literally any episode yeah and that's exactly what you will get
0: Yeah, that's uh, when I uh, explained, like, the two shows that are like that that I explained very recently were Lucifer and Cowboy Bebop. And it's just like, yeah, every episode you just pick one and it's like, yeah, I I know what's going on. And you don't have to, like, watch 30 hours of backstory to get what's happening. This is fine. Uh, So how is the show doing, keeping up its detective noir tone?
1: It's there. I think that there was a bit of a reset where maybe they thought in the second season they got away from it. Yeah. Because especially the first 30, uh, 20 minutes of this episode, it's thick. It is. Like, there's a lot of voiceover. There's a lot of drinking for no reason. And yeah. I don't know if she has that Lucifer thing where, like, superpowers or being a devil or whatever, she can't get drunk. She just likes the taste. But she is, she sits down in her at her desk at, like, 9 in the morning and drinks half a bottle of whiskey. Oh, yeah. And is that just because it's a trope, or?
0: I, th- I think it's both a trope and... I I do I do think that they've addressed before that like it takes more alcohol than usual to get her drunk, and also she is just an alcoholic. So right,
1: I get that. So that means that when she goes out, she has to order twice as much or five times as much as any other person. But also, you don't always need to be drunk. Jess, it's nine in the morning, and you have work to do. And your fucking secretary, your new secretary, but, is screaming at you.
0: Well, she does have work to do, and her new secretary is screaming at her. She needs to drink. I get it.
1: Do you think that? this that jess and this new secretary that's going to become a wacky twosome throughout the season
0: i i don't think so no i i I think that they brought in this character as sort of a very quick like we'll throw to her for like one line every now and then It, it like it doesn't seem like they are at least not in the first episode hanging much of a of anything on her like she was there for that one scene and then gone
1: Everybody, because of the character that Jessica is and because of the show that it is, everyone's a foil, right? Yeah. If you put her in a scene with anybody, she's going to be a shithead and there's going to be like this sort of like dark banter. Um, but what about her and Trish? Did those scenes feel real? And also interesting because now all of the the quipping and the joking is taken away.
0: Yeah, I I felt like those were the weakest of the episode. But I didn't think that they were necessarily, like... I wasn't rolling my eyes ever, but they weren't, like, strong. I'm not hooked in on any of that storyline, really. It feels like they just need to have a conversation that is slightly deeper than, I'm just mad at you right now. Right. Like, it it feels like they could easily iron this out, but they are not making any attempt to.
1: Yeah, It wasn't bad, but there was still that feeling of the writers know we know that the writers have to get through this you know the yes. writers are like i guess we have to like go through the work to get them back together and now we have to sit there while they do it like there's not really a lot of interesting added to it
0: yeah and and this is where i do think that the walking dead has figured out the best way to go about things whoa which is just listen have a big blow up j- time jump 6 months and then like have one person be like yeah, and then we worked through it, and now we're doing this thing, but things have changed.
1: You know what you could do? I wonder if there's so much content right now, if we're so overloaded, that in the on the last season of Jessica Jones, if you fit into that like clip show, a scene with Trish and Jess saying, like, oh, we made up, we love each other, and then the audience is going to be like, oh, I guess I don't remember that, but I guess they did.
0: I fully believe that you could do that, because I knew people who watched, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Arrested Development, and they would watch the next time on, uh-huh. which for anyone who hasn't seen Arrested Development, every episode would have a next time on that included scenes that were not going to be in the next episode. Right. And they truly believed that those were the next ons, And they were like, yeah, I I guess I kept missing it. (laughs) So I do believe if you put that in the last season... They'll blame themselves. They're They're like, like, oh, I
1: guess I didn't pay attention good enough.
0: Yeah, I guess I I I just missed that part. And then it will just go on. Like, I would absolutely advocate, or even, like, let's just do away with, uh, like, feeling the need to do... Like, do a last time on, and then immediately after that, do a in-between, and just show, like, little clips, and be like, this is the show that we didn't show you.
1: Do you think we could take it a step farther and have, in the previous Leons, a clip from Arrested Development?
0: Oh, I think so. But only the first three seasons. Do you miss the crawl... Like that whole fad,
1: like the Star Wars crawl, instead of a clip show, oh, shouldn't we yeah. just get like a bunch of like ten minutes of writing?
0: I do I do wish that more shows or movies or anything would just do the crawl at the beginning. Like that's a very like seventies and eighties thing and then it died out completely.
1: I remember being a kid, every time I would put Star Wars on, I'd be like, All right, this is the time. I'm gonna read it all, I'm gonna pay attention and then like halfway through I'd be like, Well, i I'm I'm out. I lost Well,
0: I, I got ruined by that because uh, I was a, a younger child when episode one came out. And if you try to read the, the crawl at episode one, it's just a bunch of like trade negotiations uh, yeah. and like treaties. And I was like, I, I don't have the geopolitical knowledge to understand this as a child. So like, this is just throw this in the garbage,
1: which is something that uh, like your parents and doctors figured out about you very early on. Like you yeah. would go to your you know therapy appointments and they would say like, he seems mostly normal. He just does not have the geopolitical knowledge to get through childhood.
0: And my mother would cry and <laughs> sob. She's like, but, but, but why? What did what did I do wrong? Uh well, that's we're about wrapping up on Jessica Jones. Are you excited for the rest of the season? Are you gonna continue watching?
1: I am gonna I have watched every Netflix Marvel episode. You
0: were the wrong person for me to ask this question (laughs) to.
1: And I've watched every episode of all MCU shows. Like, I've seen all of Cloak and Dagger and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. So I am going to keep going. Real quick, though, uh, before we head out, I want to get to Malcolm real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, Is this... Like, does this seem stupid and extreme? He is also becoming his own type of superhero. And I do like that all three are trying to figure out their, like, their own moral compasses. Right. But... Jess and Trish makes sense to me. Malcolm who uh has to cover up for a drunk driver who hit a biker or no just smashed into another car. Um and may have been jerking off. Like did they address that was nev- was the they, baseball player jerking off? They never
0: off? established whether or not he was jerking off and I need to know.
1: Cuz the guy who got hit by that baseball player he was like, I think he was jerking off and then Malcolm looked over like, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. This guy gets yeah. drunk and drives and jerks off.
0: It makes sense. Um I I feel like it's not if it continues down... Like, if he just starts continually hitting people with cars <laughs> at intersections, i am be like, what the fuck are you doing? Because
1: he feels bad that he's a fixer and not a PI, and so his plan is to... This guy that he's gotten off, even though he does it to himself, uh, he then decides to smash into a car, his car, while he's driving drunk, and ruin, he ruined his baseball career. He hit him in yeah. such a way where he can never play baseball again. So I guess that's a type of superheroing, Malcolm. Good job.
0: Yeah, I you did you did an okay thing i guess
1: despite the fact that i feel contractually obligated to keep watching i am actually stoked and i just i know there's going to be that you know at two valley yep. in the middle but i'll fight through it
0: i think i'm gonna watch until that valley hits and then i'm gonna bounce out and then i'm gonna come back for the last two episodes but
1: dude yeah you're in the perfect situation where no matter every week you do have to hear about what happened yeah right because of me and so i'll i'll just say all right now it's time to drop out and then four weeks will go by, and then you can get right back in.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. You guys, I'm very excited to watch this show this way, as as it was intended. All right, Jessica Jones is on Netflix all the time. This is most likely its final season. So, <laughs> There's should, one
1: guy on the internet really hoping that it's there's, not.
0: There's one guy who's like, I'm pretty sure they're going to renew this one. They didn't any of the others, but this one I think is going to stick around. Uh, we're watching it week by week, so continue with us. Now we're gonna move on to a little something called the tape pen. Now we're here in the tape in the part of the show where I get unchained from the wall that they keep me on and let me do anything that I want to. We've
1: been getting along so well so far. This is where it all falls apart, right? You're no what? longer shackled.
0: Why well, Why do you You're why? swinging at
1: me right now, dude.
0: Well, that's just how I... Listen, I've got to limber up. I'm real stiff from being chained to that wall.
1: Luckily, one of my arms is like six feet long. That and I your can, other one's a spatula. And my other one's a spatula that I can put my hand on your forehead and you can't hit me.
0: Yeah, well, I have T-Rex arms, canonically. Not,
1: not the most ideal way to record a podcast, I would say. No, but I guess but we'll just keep doing this. It
0: brings a real strong, swingy energy. Yes. Like. Uh, so this week, what we're going to do is a little something called, here's a thing that I saw. And this is a part of the show where I just tell you about a thing that I saw. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what Do you want commentary? or?
0: Well, I would I, I would appreciate it if you want to interact, but um, y- here's the thing that I saw. I saw uh Jim Jarmusch's uh, the Dead Don't Die this week you did uh for those on the internet who are not sure what that is it's the Adam driver cool. ghouls uh movie uh so I saw that it it's in a limited release if it's near you uh I would advise going to see it going to see it going to see it it's uh, it, if you if you look up the reviews and you saw that a bunch of them were like very in the middle of the road that is exactly what I would say that movie deserves because. It, the writing is great. It's very funny. Uh, Adam Driver and Bill Murray are incredible together. Uh, and then if you just ignore the quote-unquote message of the movie, you're, you're golden. You're fine. It's great. It's a, it's a good, fun movie. Now, Metacritic and
1: Rotten Tomatoes get a lot of shit. I actually think that, you know, it's, it's a nice service to have. You yes. don't have to look at them, but I do like them. The biggest problem is that a movie that every single critic says is, you know, a 50 out of 100 – we'll get the same exact grade as a movie where half the people say it's 100 out of 100 and the other half say it's a 0 out of 100. Yes. And that seems on un- we sh- there should be some sort of like flag for that kind of movie.
0: Yeah, I I
1: would never want to see a movie that everyone thinks is a 50.
0: Well, I think that's that's why I use both Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Because Rotten Tomatoes you can look at the overall score and be like how many people think it's even like good? Mm. And then Metacritic is like, what's the average? And then combine those two metrics into, am I gonna see this movie?
1: Where's that website? Where's our Metacritic Tomato?
0: Hey Ryan, real quick, cut this part out of the episode because we're gonna, I'm, gonna make a million dollars. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make so much fucking <laughs> money off this. Uh, but yeah, the the movie was very delightful. Uh, Sturgill Simpson, country music uh, singer. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I I like his music. He uh, recorded a the theme song for the movie and so therefore throughout the movie it, like pretty much every scene someone's like oh Sturgill Simpson Simpson I love him it's great
1: now is Sturgill Simpson one of TV's The Simpsons
0: yes he's um he's the fourth child
1: he's a yellow cartoon that wrote the music for this movie
0: yeah and uh he like he talks by like he he's like a an older woman who voices a child
1: now are you let's go let's go back let's rewind yes let's get into Taylor Are you a Jim Jarmusch guy?
0: I have never seen another Jim Jarmusch movie. I know that he did, like, Coffee and Cigarettes is the one that everyone talks about. Mm -hmm. He has that other one that's, like, uh, Adam and Eve with, uh, like, Tom Hiddleston or whatever and Tilda Swinton.
1: But it's it's definitely not Adam and Steve.
0: It's not Adam and Steve.
1: Oh, that's the vampire one.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, whatever. Only Lovers Left Alive. Yes, that one. Uh, So I, I have not seen any of his other movies. So I wasn't fully sure what to expect going into this one, other than that I had seen uh, Adam Driver saying ghouls, mm-hmm. um, and it's if it listen. If you like that, you're gonna love this movie. I think that I I'm not
1: as caught up as I should be. I have probably seen I've seen Down by Law. I've seen Coffee and Cigarettes, and I loved um, Only Lovers Left Alive. Really, I did not. I wasn't a big fan of Broken Flowers, but like I have a bunch of. Uh, blind spots i did not see dead man and i did not see ghost dog and those are two of his like most recommended but i think that you just need to know and this is similar and i don't want to piss any jarmuschians off but it's similar to going into your first wes anderson movie just know that like he has different sensibilities than what you're used to if you know that then you'll be fine with whatever one you start with
0: yeah that's i i i walked in i was like oh i i really enjoy where this is going this is great all of the like the the style and the tone was perfect. The message of the movie was: you've seen zombie movies, right? Right. The, the the typical, you know, George Romero made zombie movies. What would you say was like the the overarching, you know, sort of behind the text theme of the zombies in that movie? It's it, it's just like consumerism is bad, right? What would I tell you if Jim Jarmusch took that, and he did the exact same thing? It's he doesn't put any any guff on it it's just hey people like phones right
1: so okay so then what it sounds like is that he knows that he has an automatic guff like if he makes a movie that is the guff on it you know like that he he has these sensibilities that um it will automatically be different than that because he's him and so then maybe he doesn't have to do anything else
0: that that strongly feels like it was either that or like he's just not been on Twitter in like, ever because it was it was very like, yeah okay but like what else like what <laughs> like this seems like you're driving it home but other than that like it's it's literally like a forty five seconds of the movie that they try to drive that that home well that's not bad yeah you can sit through that yeah right sit through that everything else great Tilda Swinton uh is like has a katana which I mean. It's a little dicey for her career after doing Doctor Strange, but little slicey and dicey. It's a little slicey and dicey, but Tilda Swinton is incredible in this movie. It sort of makes me think like what the fuck are,
1: is with other Tilda Swinton movies where she doesn't have a katana? Right? Like what the fuck were those movies doing?
0: They also uh a, a great joke that they play in this movie is someone's like, I don't know, she's like British or Australian or, some, like, Scottish or something. She's just got, like, a weird accent that I couldn't place. And you hear her talk, and it is such an ungodly <laughs> mishmash of every, like, possible, like, accent you can have. And, it, like, that's great. Love it. Yeah. Ad- Adam Driver drives a... Uh, Adam? <laughs> he drives a hot uh, red convertible smart car. And a, a big dude in a small car. Always funny.
1: I think you can also see, just after one movie that I have not seen... Uh, that there's a specific kind of Jim Jarmusch actor, you oh, know, yeah. like some actors just probably aren't ever going to be in Jim Jarmusch movies, and the yeah. ones who are in it get it, you know, they understand exactly yeah. what he's and, all about,
0: and they're going to be in every Jim Jarmusch yeah. movie.
1: Now they're in it forever. Do you do you know? Like, did you look up or hear about what people's problems were? Uh, yeah, because it's it's a pretty renowned disappointment at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I, having seen it, I think I can say the the top three things that I was. I was uh, bummed by were uh, a Tilda Swinton plays an Asian fetishist, which is like a little weird. Okay. Um,
1: well, it's, I mean, it's better than Dr. Strange where she plays an Asian.
0: Yes. So it was, it was a little bit better than that. Uh, then there's um, like the, the female characters are, are pretty like bone dry and sort of like, Oh no, I don't know how to handle myself. Um, and then the big one is like, the, the way that it, he just kind of hammers in for that little brief bit, the, like, here's the message. I'm like, I fucking don't. I, like, it made me roll my eyes.
1: Okay, so what that makes me think is that when all these critics heard that you're getting a Jim Jarmusch zombie movie, they started frothing at the mouth. And because they're hip and cool and they love Jim Jarmusch and they, like, yeah. underground cinema and fuck Michael Bay, man. Uh, and then when they got a little bit of mainstream in what was supposed to be a non-mainstream movie, they probably overreacted.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think it really is, like, I think this movie would have been, if it had just, like, cut out those little bits where he drove the point home too hard, like or if he had just even had it to where it, like, didn't really even have a point, I think that this would have been beloved. Because, like, the main, just, like, slice of life, how are people dealing with zombies, that shit was great.
1: Could you argue that he was parodying mainstream having to have a point?
0: I uh, Maybe. It, it was it's either that because it was so far that direction or Jim Jarmusch just thinks that he's making a point that is better than it is because like all of the zombies come back and they look for things that they liked in life. But like one of the person, like one of them is just like looking like wandering around looking for Bluetooth. I was like, that's not a thing that anyone's been looking for in the last, like, 10 years. See,
1: that one, I think that's the one that probably most people thought, because then that means that Jim Jarmusch has probably lost a couple miles off his fastball. Yeah. You know, and can't.
0: I, I, like, I was on board up until, like, that scene where people were looking for things that are like, well, that's not, no, come on. What are you doing? Too far. What, what are you doing, Jim? Let's Let's calm down. Anyway, that's that's the thing that I saw. I give it three stars. Yeah. that's Our you know segment. You three out what? of four stars. I, and you know what? I give our segment and the movie three stars. Go see it. It's great. It's a fun time at the theater. Ghouls. Ghouls. Now we move on to the poll list where we talk about every other show that we watched this week.
1: Taylor, before uh, we get to the poll list... I wanted to go over a little bit of news. This is something that we don't what? really do on the show.
0: No, I don't. I don't know how to respond right now.
1: It's it's not about Trump. Do you want to talk about Trump?
0: I always want to talk about Trump.
1: You do, yeah. Fucking oh, sexy, right? Yes. Good-looking gentleman.
0: Fucking sexpot. Keeping it tight. Mmm.
1: He's a god. Um, the big news yesterday in the comic book world, which means not big news at all. Uh, DC decided to shut the doors of Vertigo.
0: Whew. That's that is very big news.
1: And although that doesn't seem like it directly applies to what we do on this show. It very much does. I can I couldn't believe when I was like thinking about all of the Vertigo titles, our our podcast is basically just Vertigo shows. Yeah. On today's episode, we are discussing Swamp Thing, iZombie, and Lucifer. Those are all from Vertigo. Yeah. Uh, we also do Doom Patrol. We do Preacher. Uh, there was a show when we first started called Constantine. Yep. Now he is He's on, on Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, just to back up a little bit, uh, when a long time ago, like mid-80s, when comic books weren't just for kids anymore, DC started this line called Vertigo where they would have um,
0: you U2 showed up and Bono sang a, a lot of songs.
1: Jimmy Stewart got, got dizzy, fell out of a building. It was There was a lot of stuff going on at the time. It was the 80s, you know? Yeah. Um, they decided that they were going to make books that were much more specifically for adults. And they were very serious books with very serious artists. And it was an explosion. Like, it really did uh, create a bunch of genres and uh, a lot of talent is because of that.
0: Yeah, like a lot of the non-superhero comic books that people talk about. and Sandman? Like, yeah, like all of those are Vertigo. Mm-hmm. And that's... Like, d- did they give reason why they're down?
1: The reason was kind of funny. Uh, what they said, Vertigo had... It's been a long time since Vertigo had a hit. Okay? Like, mm. they used to be huge. And even not, like, relatively huge. Like, their books were very influential. And if you weren't reading Vertigo at certain times in your comic book reading, then, like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, but what the reason that they gave... The reason is probably just money. But the reason that they gave is we started Vertigo because we couldn't put vertigo stories in our mainstream comic books. The society has changed so much where now we can have f- like the word fuck and the action of fucking in mainstream comics and so we don't really need vertigo anymore.
0: That is a that's a very bizarre reasoning. So uh, when when they're shutting down Vertigo, does that mean like Vertigo's comics are going away or are they trying to fold in those comics into regular DC imprint.
1: They're not, they're not taking those characters and moving them into like the new 52 or whatever. Like you're not going to see these characters hang out with Superman, but what they're doing is they're having three lines, uh, DC and then there's a DC for kids and then something called DC black. And they've, they've had a couple of like Batman stories where they're more serious. Yeah. And so now if you have, if you're for adults, then you're just part of DC black.
0: So they have, so they have like kids, their main section, and then like the after dark section. The after of- dark,
1: yes, DC after dark. But the problem is that this is just a prediction. But anytime something happens like this, they're gonna they're gonna mainstream even their non mainstream. Like it's all yeah. gonna become more watered down. I guarantee.
0: Yeah, there's no way that it it maintains uh, unless they like actively push for it to try and push against the backlash and like if you if you make something on DC Black it better have all the fucking and gore like you better fuck somebody's wounds in this
1: well DC Black uh, got notoriety immediately I don't know if you remember this because uh, is this
0: the one with Batman's dick this is
1: the one with Batman's oh, dick
0: oh okay I'm very excited for Batman's dick <laughs> So I love Batman's dick
1: if it's called DC Black then you at least make sure that the panels are dark and what is supposed to be colored black is colored black and what they actually did was they forgot to darken up one panel where the artist just straight up du- drew Batman's not-that-big dick.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That shows that Batman is just a regular guy like any of us. I appreciate that. We could all be Batman.
1: Um, we love when all of our shows get canceled. It feels like our goal is to just have no shows to cover yeah. on this podcast that we are not forced to do. Um, and now there's this like this thing that gave us so many of our shows is going to be gone. The shows that came from vertigo are some of our favorites because of their vertigo-ness you know yep. like the things that swamp thing is doing now the things that because one thing started as a normal dc character went to vertigo and that's when he got good and famous uh the, the stuff that doom patrol did that was all because of vertigo writers writing in a vertigo way yeah. and it's kind of a bummer
0: yeah pouring out for vertigo we are sorry to see them go vertigo <laughs> uh but we will hope that uh, DC Black will be a place where writers can continue doing good work.
1: Yeah, Don't hold your breath.
0: Fing- fingers crossed? We'll see. Breath crossed. Now, we'll move on to the pull list where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is Vertigo's own Swamp Thing. This week on Swamp Thing, the guy exploded in last episode, becomes Oogie Boogie, and arrives to battle Swamp Thing. Avery kills a guy for threatening to tell everyone he's in debt, And Abby dances with a deputy, making Swamp Thing a sad thing. Taste Buds, I ask you this. If you dated a person for one day and then became a horrible monster, would you be jealous if they danced with someone else? Are you the type of person that
1: is a boy?
0: Um, yes.
1: Yeah, that typically then you probably would be.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That checks out.
1: Boys are, they're so strong. There's so many muscles.
0: There's so so many muscles. So big.
1: their emotions are always so well kept, and they're in touch with them, and they don't need them. Like, emotions are stupid. Yeah. Uh, Unless literally anything happens to them ever. Like, a girl looked at them 20 years ago, and now they're in love, they're obsessed, and they do creepy things.
0: That that would destroy me, yeah. That's game over.
1: uh, This cop is going to be it, and also Alec is going to be it. So I think Abby's going to have some stalkers on her hands very soon.
0: Oh yeah. I feel like And probably uh, Oogie Boogie. By the end of this season, I feel like everyone in this town will either be trying to murder Abby or like pining after her. Like those are the two options.
1: Like a pine tree? Like yes, that like, would grow in a swamp?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, usually those are, are more like deciduous trees, but yeah.
1: Swamp, right? Yeah, swamp. Uh, uh yeah. I think that Abby has her hands full with and you know, she's a good looking girl. Yeah. Uh shouldn't dress like that is probably what they're saying. If if Abby didn't dress like in her very formal doctor wear, then <laughs> all these guys wouldn't be all over her.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, she does she does the French tuck from uh Queer Eye? from Queer Eye every episode. I'm like, what's Is that like CDC protocol? I feel like I uh, every time they show her like partner, he's always in like a doctor's uniform. She never is. Do they have a uniform that they're supposed to wear?
1: At least she's not wearing fucking flip-flops. You know what? To go swamp hunting.
0: Ugh, that, that would be the worst of crimes.
1: Abby is important, very important after this third episode, because she is probably the most vanilla character, um, but everyone else clearly broke bad in this episode and showed you exactly why they're all... Like, everyone. The uh, Will Patton, like the southern rich guy, the millionaire... Yeah. He was obviously going to, and oh boy, did he. He killed a man with a golf club. Um, Ian Ziering is a a terrible person, also in the show. Um, The sheriff, the mom of the... Yep. She is hooking up with Will Patton.
0: Which, in bed with the devil, am I right? Yes,
1: you are very much right. Um, And Swamp Thing is also feeling guilty because, if you remember from last week, our moment of the week was where he ripped a dude apart. Yes, he did. And was surprised by how gross and violent it was. That guy became Oogie Boogie. And so now Swamp Thing is trying to fight this villain that he is pretty sure he created.
0: Yeah. that You know what? That's a that's a complex issue to deal with. And I wish that I had watched this episode. Ryan, do you have a moment of the week?
1: Mine is probably, as great as Swamp Thing looks, this motherfucking Oogie Boogie, um, who does the classic thing of, instead of eyes, they're holes that uh, are filled with bugs that fly out and attack you. Of course. Uh, he also looks great. And so... I really like what they're doing so far in the two episodes after the pilot. Of, yeah. It's not going to be a lot of – there's not going to be a ton of scenes. There's not going to be a ton of minutes with special effects. Yeah. But when we have them, they will count.
0: It, it makes sense why this show cost $80 million yes. to make for, for a 10-episode season. All right. Now we'll move on to your – oh, Swamp Thing is on Friday nights on DC Universe. Your next show this week is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: On this week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we find out that evil Coulson and the gang are actually just here to fight aliens, not to murder us all. But that doesn't mean that they're still not dicks. Meanwhile, up in space, Enoch decides the only way that they are going to get Fitz back down to Earth is to keep Simmons in space, but send everyone else back home. Taybud, I ask you this. How long would you stay in space to find me?
0: Mm, is space cool?
1: It's cold. It's very cold. You can see your breath. Ooh. You cannot hear your scream, but you can see your breath.
0: Mm, and uh... Do I have, like, some sort of, like, a sport that I can play up there that I'm really good at?
1: I'm really surprised that there are, like, follow-up questions to this. Uh, the answer should just be forever, especially in a hypothetical uh, situation.
0: It's definitely not that. I think maybe 12 hours? 12 hours. Yeah. That
1: was actually way more than I thought I was going to get.
0: If it, Well, I mean, it depends on how cold it is. Like, if, if I need more than one blanket to be comfortable, we're just jetting right back down.
1: And are you doing the thing where you just stay in space in the one spot? Because space is, it's big, right? It's hard to explore.
0: Yeah, but it's empty, so I figure if I get up there, I can just look around, and if I don't see you, you're probably not there.
1: Right. If you can't see me, go a little bit higher. If you can't see me then, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, try to catch me if you can, am I right?
1: All right. Well, my answer to the question was forever, so.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks well, for that. Yeah, well, um, you're wrong, and uh, moment of the week?
1: All uh, right. My moment of the week is there is a new character. He's an older gentleman. He's a doctor who is trying to figure out this. I don't know if you remember from previous weeks, but uh, like these bat aliens are flying into mouths and turning people into annihilation crystal creatures. Uh, And they have this doctor to help them out. He has no expertise. He has no idea what's going on. But uh, some of the characters come up to him and they're like, oh, do you need to get home to do your other stuff? What? And I really want to know what the fuck is this guy doing in his off time.
2: Yeah. Everyone seems to know stuff? that
1: like when he's not on the clock, he's doing awful awful things.
0: That's a, that's a weird workplace environment. This
1: kindly older doctor apparently has a weird home life.
0: Oof. Well, I now want to find out what this older doctor is into. You can find out on Agents of Shield on ABC. Crazy, right? Your next show is iZombie.
1: On this week's episode of iZombie, Ravi and Liv both eat the brain of an asshole used car salesman and both become competitive dicks. Tay, but I ask you this. Is the term competitive dick redundant?
0: I think absolutely. I've never met a dick who wasn't competitive.
1: Or somebody competitive who wasn't a dick. Yeah. I used to think growing up that it was like a good skill. You need to have it. No. But now absolutely not. the second that you make like, oh, you know, it's just it, it's one of my traits. I'm competitive. Fuck you. How about that?
0: Oh, yeah. Listen, if anyone a, if they're competitive, I probably don't like them. Right. If they acknowledge that they are competitive, oh, and that's boy. one of the first oh, things boy. they need to tell you, fuck right off. I do not want to do anything with you. It's like, it's
1: the to me, it's the same thing as, uh, yeah, I just I just speak my mind, or I tell it how it really is. No,
0: you what don't. you're doing is
1: you're saying I'm an asshole, and I get to be an asshole because I said that thing beforehand.
0: Yeah. it's You're giving yourself an out, and you're not allowed to do that. You're not the umpire.
1: If you're in competition for, like, a job, there's two of you, and there's one job, then the person who wins is the person who does the best. So just be good ideally. at the job. Ideally, yes. <laughs> it ideally. should be. But instead, it's the person who says, like, oh, I'm real competitive, and then just does shitty fucking things all the time.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know what? I don't I don't want to be around you. I'm just going to go, like, live my life, uh, and I'll be a hermit somewhere. It'll be great.
1: Or it's not in a workplace. It's just, like, at a social gathering. And these are the people who can't say, like, oh, good win. Yeah, I'm proud of you, and now I'm moving on with my life.
0: The worst thing is having a person that you think is a, a good friend of yours, and that you get along well, and then you play the first like group game together, right. and suddenly you're like, "Oh no, you are a monster, and you need to be stopped." And it
1: like it, all, they think that competitive is like a bonus trait, like it makes them good, but what they don't realize is that they look like a baby uh, made a wish with Zoltan to be big. And then they're just throwing fucking tantrums.
0: Yeah, it's not cute, guys. Don't do it. Don't be competitive. Stop it. Just roll over and let everyone beat you. iZombie is on the CW on Tuesday nights. Your next show this week is Lucifer.
1: On the seventh episode of Lucifer, Eve takes a more active role in her main man's professional life. Meanwhile, Lucifer gets back to basics and Amendio fights for his family. Uh, Tabod, I ask you this. How hard would you punch your sister to fight for what you believe in?
0: Ooh, well, I don't have a sister, so this is very easy for me, as hard as I fucking yeah. want.
1: Not having a sister. it's I. You just do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, I, I will just, I will straight up Decker. And listen. Chloe Decker. Oh! Hey! And that is what we call a bing bong, binger bonger. Bring them out. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong.
1: Oh, here they come. Oh, look at us. Yeah, here we go. They are, like, the Bing Bang Binger Bangers are doing such great things with their costumes this week. You know, is it the, what's that singer uh, show with the hidden celebrities?
0: Oh, The Masked Singer? The
1: Masked Singer. I think A is, show that
0: I have seen every episode of.
1: It's making the Bing Bong Banger Bangers uh, really kick it up a notch on what they wear when they parade.
0: They really, yeah, they, they definitely took, they were like, oh, you know what? I love the peacock and everything that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Let's incorporate that. They've got a lot of feathers, a lot of glitter. They're really crushing it. I'm very happy for them.
1: I love it when you say... How come only one animal is the peacock? Why not every animal? Every animal should have a little bit of a peacock.
0: Well, listen, that's what the peacock says.
1: So the big thing today on today's episode of Lucifer is that um, he's given up. He says, fuck it. I'm, I belong in hell. I'm the devil. I'm speaking of Lucifer. Right oh, now. Lucifer okay. Morningstar, uh, the detective who is also the devil.
0: Lucifer, Lucifer, star of the morning.
1: And, but like everybody keeps saying, do you still have your wings? and he's like i haven't checked yet i don't know if i still have them and then at the end of the episode he finally does check and instead of being glorious white light feathers they look like bat wing demon skin oh no and it's supposed to be this big deal like it's the end of the episode and oh isn't this crazy i i got to say i would still be stoked like right? wings are wings if wings i ha- wings. i don't care what my wings look like i've got motherfucking wings
0: i i don't have wings right and i just i keep hitting up paul mccartney and he doesn't send me any.
1: He won't put you in that band.
0: No, and I want I want it so fucking bad.
1: It's because you want to change the name to Taylor and Wings featuring Paul McCartney.
0: Well, I mean, you it, come
1: to the negotiating table so hard, dude.
0: Well, listen, if I don't, if I'm not competitive, then I'm never gonna get ahead.
1: Do you think that there's a like a uh, sort of city in northern New York that could have its own chapter of Wings?
0: Oh, um, I don't know what like um like Attica.
1: Albany Wings? Albany Wings? Maybe something like... We're Uh, so close. like Schenectady? Schenectady, yeah. Schenectady? Schenectady? Queens? Is that a northern New York City?
0: Oh, it's it's a city.
1: Uh, I will tell you, Taylor, that you fucked up on this one.
0: What? Why? I'm going to
1: talk about my moment of the week, but talk about it for a long time. Um, I'll allow it. Trixie is (gasps) in this episode a lot. Trixie's back. And she doesn't really trust Eve. Nobody does. Of
0: course
2: not.
1: And they go into a full-scale police interrogation with Trixie interrogating Eve. And we've talked a lot about how Eve isn't stupid. Right. She's just like delightfully naive. Same with Trixie. The two of them together. It's fucking magical.
0: Oh, man. I fucked up, you guys. I should have watched this episode. I'm sorry. I apologize to you, the listener.
1: The conclusion that Trixie comes to at the end of the interrogation, Eve's dope. They love each other. Of course they do.
0: Of course. Of course they do.
1: I. Trixie and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Let's keep Adam and Steve apart.
0: Yeah, Adam and Steve uh, are fucking... They are ruthless when they get to get in a room together. They're just a little competitive. Yeah, and you know what? I don't like that. I don't like to see men compete with each other. Uh, Lucifer is on Netflix. We're watching it week by week. Your next show this week is Krypton. This week on Krypton, two scouts in the Outlands are killed by doomsday, alerting Zod. Lida trains conscripts, but breaks and brutalizes a student who looks like Seg, for which she is awarded a baby. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lobo is after Brainiac and discovers that Seg is infected with Brainiac disease, so Seg has to stay on indoor. Taste buds, what's going on <laughs> in this show? So
1: he's an indoor kid.
0: He's an yeah, he's an indoor kid.
1: I'm so sick of this like. Uh sort of like generation where it doesn't like there's no winners or losers everyone gets a baby you know it doesn't matter how good you do
0: listen all, no matter participation what happens, babies you just get a baby and like that's you can't just be handing out babies they need to earn those babies
1: when i was a kid the top team each got a baby and no one else
0: exactly at best you got a consolation pizza party that's it i never got to no eat a baby. babies well, that that's Krypton. That's what happened <laughs> essentially on Krypton this week. Uh, it's on the Sci-Fi Channel, which it, also you can watch season one on DC Universe if you want to do that. Yeah, I'll fucking go do that, Taylor. Yeah, let me go do that right now. If you want to go check in to the first season of a show that we all hate, your next and final show this week is Fear the Walking Dead. Whoa! Uh, what? We saved like the final spot for like
1: the big show of the week.
0: Well, listen, what Ra- the
1: fuck is going on right now, Ryan? Greg leaves for one
0: week, Ryan. I watched this episode... This is chaos. This week on Fear the Walking Dead, there's zombies in an Old West town, and Dwight is there, and they have an Old West shootout with zombies, and someone splits a bullet in two on an axe to kill two zombies at the same time, and it's the moment of the week. Ryan, I watched Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die this week. Which of these two do you think I liked better?
1: Wow, you did seem like you liked Jim Jarmusch's movie more than the vast majority of critics who have seen it. Yes. But... Based on that Fear the Walking Dead description, I don't know. I mean, that seemed like a pretty perfect episode. I'm going to go with Fear the Walking Dead.
0: You're wrong. Fear the Walking Dead is still Fear the Walking Dead, Ryan. That was a stupid choice. It was obviously the dead don't die. But if I had to watch an episode of Fear the Walking Dead, it was absolutely going to be the one where they go to an Old West recreation town and a man talks about how he went to Nacogdoches and learned how to shoot guns.
1: I hope they start doing some sort of, like, Legends of Tomorrow thing where every week they find a different town that lives in a different genre and then just do a zombie thing from there.
0: I honestly hope that they do. It's been enough time since I watched this show that, like, everyone – I feel like they pulled – like, they are trying to be, like, the Riverdale – to, like, regular Walking Dead, where, like, everyone on this show is just, like, crazy hot and has, like, a weird hook into their character. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, they gave Alicia, like, a new hairstyle and, like, a cool leather jacket. And I was like, what, what's happening? Now they've got just, like, a cowboy that roams with them.
1: The problem is, if I may speak about an episode that I did not watch, and you yes. did, but you shut up, um, that it's probably got that Riverdale season three thing where it's, like, three scenes of wackiness and then still 15 scenes of, oh, fucking so boring. Oh, my God.
0: It, this episode wasn't as boring as I am accustomed to Fear the Walking Dead being. That's <laughs> how I've grown up. Yeah. But uh, it did have scenes where, like, there's a lot of conversations with Dwight, who you may remember from the regular Walking Dead. Who and is, from The Office? Yes, from The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now on this show, I guess, uh, because they were like, I don't know, fuck it, Morgan's here. Now Dwight's going to be here. Like, whatever. <laughs> uh like it it, it, this is their legends of tomorrow where they just like people from the regular walking dead they're like fuck off go to fear the walking dead and we'll just put you on that show now
1: it's the australia to like old school england just ship over all these criminals
0: ship them on over there uh but like they did do a lot of stuff with just like running around an old west town and like shooting six shooters at zombies which i was like "Fuck, do more of that uh and the end of the episode was like they've been like being sort of hounded by these people, and like there's a perimeter, and they've been trying to get to these little kids that they knew. turns out the little kids were the ones who have been like playing a prank on them the whole time. those
1: fucking younglings
0: fucking younglings
1: <laughs> did I which one did you watch first? Did you watch the zombie movie or the TV show? Did, did watching one inspire you to go watch the other?
0: Um yes, I watched Fear of the Walking Dead, and I was like, you know what? I gotta get to a theater. I gotta get to a theater. I love this so much. I need to appreciate cinema. uh just like
1: a fucking capitalist, dude. Yeah, you're just a consumer.
0: I am. I am such a fucking consumer. I love movies. Oh, me, let me pay some money to see some fucking images. Make a move.
1: You go to the store and you're like, oh, did you make bread? I'll buy your bread. And then you're just walking out of the store with all this bread you bought. Oh, oh. congratulations! And, go, and going to the
0: circuses. Oh, you love your fucking circuses. I, I love my bread and circuses. Well, the moment of the week was obviously when they shot at an axe and split it in two and killed two zombies at one time. Are you sure it's not when Adam Driver was all like, cool? No, I think it was more when he said, zombies. <laughs> I think that part was was the better part. Uh, that is all the time that we have for this week and all the shows that we had. So we got through all of it in the allotted time.
1: Is this the time after this last episode where we say, uh, glad Mike is dead. Greg, you're now fired.
0: Yes, yeah, and that's this that's, was the
1: most perfect episode of Shush ever.
0: I don't think that we could ever improve on it, so I think we should also shut the show down, mm-hmm. and that's it. This is the last show we'll ever do. Next week we're going to be talking about the Legion premiere, but we're not going to record it. Not this show's talk over. About it. It. No, we, just Ryan and I are going to sit into a room, and Ryan, don't tell the others I said this, but you're my new best friend.
1: Oh, stop it! You're fucking. You have so many fingers crossed right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've crossed all my fingers. I don't have
1: joints or fingers. So in this episode, we killed Bicell? Yep. Over, under. Yep. And the superhero, hour, hour. Yep. All gone.
0: And Bicel is like the inverse of the incel?
1: Right. They are, they like both boys and girls, but refuse to have sex with them? No, incel yes. means that-
0: You're involuntary celibate.
1: They won't have sex with you.
0: Yes. Uh, Volcel is when you choose not to have sex with other people.
1: Like a Monk?
0: Yeah, voluntarily sell it. Anyway, for Ryan, I'm Taylor for Taylor. I'm Greg for Greg. We are Mike, who's dead, and for Mike, we are the Incel community. And for them, we are the world. I hope that the Incel community doesn't like become our most ardent fan. What that. would you do? I like. I think I would have to just like every episode be like, "Hey, I I get fucked all the time, and I never, I and I do not agree with anyone who cannot get sex."
1: Because we're both as close to incel as you can be without being incels, right? Right. We, yeah. We just the difference is like we don't like it. We want it to change, but they seem very braggadocious about it.
0: Yeah, they're like, you know what? I I, I love that no one wants to fuck me. Man. That's my favorite thing about myself.
1: We were talking about uh, the dangers of competition and competitive people. Th- they have that competitive streak where they, they say, like, we're the most incel. Yeah. The least amount of people want to have sex with us.
0: I, I'm just a disgusting garbage person. No one would ever want to, like, put their dick or vagina anywhere near me.
1: Our incel is the type of group that, like, you may know some. But you don't know that because it's only an internet personality. I you think, go on like comment boards or whatever and I talk think about it, it. Used
0: to be just an internet thing. I think now they have like conventions. But which like seems like an easy way to fix the problem.
1: Conventions, my god, just have sex with each other. Yeah, guys. But you don't think is it the kind of thing where like if you don't know if someone's a vegan, wait ten seconds and they'll bring it up? Are incels like that? I, they can't not say it.
0: I probably yeah. There's like, oh, oh, I bet you love having sex. Well, no one will fuck me. And like, it was like, we're not talking. We were talking about Game of Thrones. What the fuck, Gary? Gary,
1: come on,
0: Gary. This is why we don't invite you to things.
1: This is why Gary remains unmarried.
0: Je- you know what? If if I was Gary, I would. What is it? The the living life of Gary? Is uh-huh. that a movie? <laughs> sure, it is now. I think my brain's broken.
1: We got to go shoot. Uh do you think that Greg would be better off as a Gary? Does he seem more like a Gary than a Greg?
0: I don't know. I he, I think he seems very much like a Greg, but I think if his name was Gary, I would also be like, yeah, that checks out.
1: Okay. So it's probably like Yeah. bias it, because you've known him so long.
0: Right. It's it's like a, a self-fulfilling propo- pro- prophecy? prop prophecy? Pro- property. Yeah, it's a self <laughs> it's a, it's a self, self-fulfilling prophylaxis. Do you want to keep going with this? I don't know. Um, what else can we talk about? Like, um, I saw Toy Story four last night. Oh, uh, was that? Is so it so good? Right. So you could probably tell me based on you having seen Toy Story four and me playing a game based on Disney superheroes where they fight each other. Yes. Um. I okay. So I've got Duke and that's
1: what you call movies. Like you say, yeah. I'm gonna go to the movies and then you play that game.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I've got um I've got Duke Kaboom. Good. Okay. Good. Okay, good.
1: You are doing good in your life.
0: Great. Then I he's going right on. He's going right on my team. I have also got like Woody uh-huh. and Jesse. Um, I don't have Buzz Lightyear because he's like restricted.
1: Oh, really? is he more, like a legendary character? Or? Yeah.
0: Well, he was in the VIP section, and oh, they just wow. they just moved him to where like you can buy him for five hundred tokens, like five of his. It's whatever. I'm not going to get him anytime soon.
1: Are they doing a thing where like if you have Woody, Jesse, Duke Kaboom, Buzz, and Ham, Rex. Rex, that you get like bonuses for your team?
0: Uh, well, they're not doing it like uh, a collective bonuses, but they are doing like uh, for this week because Toy Story 4 is out, like hit a button and all of these characters are more powerful. And I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, I'll do that.
1: It's weird because uh, I play the Marvel version of the game you're talking about, but Marvel characters are offensive in nature. Not like they say rude things, but they punch and have powers. Oh, yeah. For Disney characters, so many of them like Woody. Yeah. So
0: well, okay, so Woody's more of a support character. Okay, good. Because I
1: can't imagine him like nut kick.
0: Yeah, no, not really. He he like whistles and he inspires everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, he also can like charm the other team uh, so that they don't attack you. And oh, he also, adorable! His his main uh, his main thing that he's really good at is he has a lasso that can pull backline people up to the front line so that you can attack them easier. Which that, is is, that is also just, that Woody. That is that checks out so much. Jessie, however, stops the shit out of people. She is a fucking demon.
1: Does she? Have, can she like call bullet? To help?
0: I, she can't call Bullet, but she does have a, a Sonic yodel, <laughs> which which damages people. And that's always fun to see. My favorite is Jack-Jack, the, the baby from The Incredibles. Because you have
1: all of the powers?
0: Yeah, because one, he has all the powers, so it's a little baby fighting other people. And then when you fight against Jack-Jack, you just see like the giant Wreck-It Ralph beat the shit out of a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a lot of
1: fun. Yeah, I like where Disney's head's at. Like, I, It probably makes for a good game, but some of these characters... It it feels weird to be in a fighting game.
0: Yeah, well, like Wally, who's <laughs> like all about peace and like the environment. He's like, well, now I have a torch that I use to blow propel myself across the screen and use my body as a projectile.
1: He puts on Hello Dolly, and then just pisses right in your face.
0: He's, he just have one where he, he doesn't piss, but he has he has like the the spray uh, fire extinguisher that he sprays in your face. That's awesome. It's a good time. I lo- I love the game. It's great. All right, show's over.